Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm joined by sophomore on the Georgia Women's Club Hockey Team, Haley Holtberg. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Haley, and how's everything going? It's going great. I'm super excited to be here. It's a great, nice, beautiful day in Athens. No, can't complain. Yeah, it's a little cloudy up here in, in the New England area, so hopefully that sun will start to come up north a little bit um, as the days progress. Too many, Too much rain for me. <laughs> let's see i'm a big snow girl but i don't think i could do the rain yeah i actually like rain more than snow just because i feel like snow um impacts uh travel and if i want to go out somewhere sometimes i can't because of the snow so that's why i'm not the biggest snow fan i feel like that's very true but then there's days when i walk to class and it's pouring rain by the time i actually get there i'm just drenched yeah so. i get that I feel like I try to prepare myself for it as best I can, though, because I do like the sound of rain, and it's obviously important because I don't want droughts happening here in the U.S. You know, that would be the smart thing to do. There are days where I forget to check the weather, and then I don't have an umbrella or a rain jacket, and then I just walk really quickly. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But uh, I kind of want to start off this podcast by talking about the beginning of your hockey career and sort of working all the way up to where you are today. Um, so from the research that I've done from yourself, it says that you're from Park City, Utah. Uh, so talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? So I'm originally from Park City, Utah, but prior to Park City, I grew up in Chicago. And I was always surrounded by hockey in both places, but I've actually only been playing hockey since September. Nice. So it goes all the way back to just a few months ago. <laughs> Um, but I've grown up competitive figure skating and I would basically live at the rink. It was my second home surrounded, like I said, by hockey. And I had a bunch of friends growing up, like one of my best friends, Ella Pearl, she plays for um, Colorado on their women's club team every day. She's like, Haley, 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 you got to switch. You got to switch. Like, come, come to this side of things. You'll have so much fun. Like, and so one day I was like, okay, okay. I'll try. And so she got all of the girls in our town who played hockey to come play with me. And I loved it, but I couldn't fully commit until this year. Well, I sort of want to ask you, did you watch any hockey growing up and did you have a favorite player or was it more something you like to participate in rather than watch? I definitely watched it a little bit growing up. I mean, figure skating was my number one at the time. So I was more in tune with that side of things. But like I said, when I was from Chicago, I was around the Blackhawks. And so I it's a little bit biased, but my dad gave me a Patrick Kane jersey growing up that I used to wear all the time. So he is definitely my favorite player. But yeah, I was kind of disappointed not seeing him uh, go on a run with the Rangers. Uh, I, I thought know. that was his last chance, but we'll see if he comes back there or not. We'll see. Well, this sort of uh, this sort of answer this sort of interesting that you didn't play hockey up until September, but like you said, you were a figure skater. And doing research on yourself, it says that you won a few gold medals. I mean, the tournaments that you've competed in growing up. So I want to ask you, what's it like being a figure skater and how I just talk about just growing up um, doing that sport? I love being a figure skater and it's a lot of great things for me. I learned a lot. I was able to have some success and I feel like it has had a huge effect on my hockey career, both good and bad. Obviously, it's helped with the foundation of my skating. I've had that pretty much down. But there's still, like, figure skating hockey are similar, but the, there's still some things that are still very different. Like, 
I like to toe push a lot because I'm so used to my toe pit. So that's a habit that I've been having a break, especially when I go from stopping to starting. But it's definitely helped me a lot. And I love that I now know like two different sides of skating. Yeah. Yeah. I could not be a figure skater. I'm not <laughs> as grace. I'm not really that graceful. So, um, but no, that's, that's how, so was it sort of a hard adjustment for you to adjust from figure skating to hockey or was it sort of seamless or was it sort of like you had some bumps in the road, I guess, um, at the start of it? I definitely had some bumps in the road. So I was trying to like have my mindset like, okay, I play hockey now, but I still just out of habit would do the same things over and over and over and over again. It was like breaking those habits, trying to get more grounded when I skate and get like the idea in my head, like I'm not being judged for how graceful I skate or how much extension I have when I skate. It's all about how quickly I can skate, how powerful I can be, how efficient I can be. And so that was what I needed to work on. And I'm still working on it today. I want to ask you, how, how did you get into figure skating? So in Chicago, my we lived on a cul-de-sac and my parents bought me a pair of rollerblades and I had to go up and down and up and down and up and down all summer long and then in the winter time when it began to snow I'd be really sad because I couldn't rollerblade anymore because there was snow so one day my mom signed me up for ice skating lessons and just kind of stuck and I've been doing it ever since you know, who's your favorite uh, figure skater I only know one figure skater and that's Gracie Gold just because I remember mm -hmm. uh, when the 2014 Olympics took place um, I was in New York so that's all I saw on the television was her <laughs> um, competing for that gold medal back when those Olympics took place so that's the only one I know so that's probably be my favorite but who was yours <laughs> i probably have to go with brady tonell because i grew up training with her and she's just been a mentor for as long as i can remember what's the hockey and um winter scene like in utah because obviously it's a very big snowboard yes. ski place but i want to know if it's what it's like as a hockey um figure skating place because there really isn't that much hockey um in Utah but I've heard mm -hmm. that it is growing a little bit especially with the potential of a new NHL team coming there yes. um in the near future I really appreciate it because although it's not huge yet and it is still growing it's such a tight-knit community where everybody knows everybody whether that's with figure skating hockey or even speed skating and so it's great where you can travel from rink to rink and either you know that person directly or somebody else and I was grateful to have a hockey team at my high school. And that, that was a big part of like my high school life was going to hockey games and just like cheering on the team and that like doing a big crowd every year and same with like other high schools. Um, and then, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so um, and then another huge part of it is obviously gets cold. And so all of our ponds will freeze. And so every day in the wintertime after school, there'll be somebody on the pond either doing pond hockey or figure skating. And so a lot of my hockey friends would try to get me out there, give me a stick. Most of the time it was a righty stick and I play lefty. So I'd be trying to play righty and figure skates against all my hockey friends. I made a little bit of a fool myself, but it was so much fun. How many rinks are in Utah? That is a great question. At least 10. All right. That's pretty good, though, because I know in Georgia, someone was telling me there's only like five or six. No, there's a lot of rinks. Okay, that's good. If there's not a rink, like I said, there's a pond or in my town, they'll freeze the tennis courts in the winter and provide an opportunity to skate there. 
That's good. That's good. So let's talk a little bit more about your pond hockey memories. Um, Just uh, like you said, you're sort of making a fool of yourself, but you said you had a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was definitely a little bit more difficult trying to play with a ready stick and not really knowing a ton about hockey at the time. So I just tried to use whatever I could to get past. And I'd always pick who I thought was like the best person out there and be like, oh, I'm going to pass them. I'm going to get the puck past them. I'm going to be faster than them. I'm, they're not going to get past me. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. Nice. Well, I want to sort of transition now and talk about your college um, club career so far. So uh, what made you want to go to uh, the University of Georgia, just uh, from a school perspective? So my senior year, everything was still virtual. And it, like the country wasn't open back up to doing in-person tours yet. And so I had to do a lot of research on what college I wanted and like what I was looking for and what had the best program. And I'm majoring in exercise and sports science. I looked up the top programs for that and then made a list. And then because all the tours were canceled, a lot of schools provided them virtually. So I watched tour after tour after tour and learned after program after program, and then was able to make a list from there. And ultimately Georgia just checked all the boxes of what I was looking for. And then in February of that year, I was able to like unofficially visit, which really just meant we flew there, got a hotel and just walked around by ourselves. And then from like the moment I got there, I could just see that I could really see myself here, which was really interesting because it was the only school on my list that there wasn't snow. So wow. I always thought, oh, I'm going to go where it snows. But yes, no. Well, talk a little bit more about your major as an exercise science major and just the classes that you've been taking so far. I absolutely love it. I'm on the pre-physician's assistant track, hopefully to be in the sports med field one day. And a lot of my classes, right now I'm still, since I'm a sophomore, I'm taking more of the like gen ed classes still. So like chemistry, physics, anatomy, which have been tough, but I enjoy learning something new. And that's something that challenges me. And in the future, I get to start getting more like exercise science specific, exercise science specific and do like a biomechanics and exercise physiology. And I also have a minor in sports management. So I'm getting more of like that side of things. And so I'm doing like sports management, sports analysis, like legal aspects of sports, like sports in the mass media. And so I like how like both sides kind of create this like big bubble. Yeah, that's awesome. I just, uh, I, I, the class, I, physics was not my favorite class at all. I really hated it. That was the one, <laughs> I, I made sure like that was the only time I was ever going to take it just because it was too much math for me. But I do like yeah. biology a lot. I thought that was a lot of fun and very interesting to learn about. Mm -hmm. Well, and obviously, physics. oh yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I wasn't saying anything interesting. All right. Well, sort of getting back to the hockey side of things, I know that Georgia just started a club hockey team this past season. Um, obviously, from my research that I've done, there are sort of seven players that played hockey previously before playing the club hockey team with Georgia. And then there are seven players that have never played hockey ever before joining this team. So I sort of want to ask you, how did you hear about the club hockey team um, in Georgia and what made you want to join it? So my freshman year, when I came to campus, I was looking for things to get involved in. And there wasn't a figure skating team, but there was a men's club hockey team. And so I reached out to the coach and said, hey, here's my background. I'd love to help with whatever I can. I'd be more than happy to assist like in on ice with like 
doing some power skating or whatever was needed. And he loved the idea. And I was hired as a power skating intern and worked all through my freshman year with the team. And I'd be out there teaching 40 guys power skating like twice a week, every week. And I just fell in love with that. But I knew in order to be a better power skating coach, since I didn't quite have the hockey background, like I understood a lot of it just through figure skating, but there's still parts that I was missing. I wanted to physically play myself so I can connect all the dots and be a better coach. And then I this opportunity fell into my lap and I heard about this girl, Hannah Knight, creating this hockey club for like women to try and you didn't need experience. And so I got in contact with her. I was like, hey, like I would love to play, love to help, whatever, what can I do? And then it just blew up from there. And then we recruited a bunch of other girls and it's been great so far. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about being a power skating coach uh, for the men's club hockey team and what you've learned from doing that so far. I've learned a lot. There was days where I loved it and it was so much fun. And there was days where it was just a big challenge because I think my biggest issue is yes, our blades are different and we do have different backgrounds, but I would try to teach the guys an exercise that I think they would be able to do pretty easily or make sense or could somehow contribute to their overall like skating. And I'd go to teach it and something wouldn't click. And so like each, like guy after guy after guy would struggle to like do this exercise that I thought they'd be able to succeed it. So I'd have to like break it down and that really like got the wheels turning on like how like why isn't it working? Is it like is it my coaching that's not working? Is it because like the blades are different? Is it because they have a different background than me? And so like each week I would like try to keep asking those my questions and like dive deeper and deeper to see like how can I fix this? And eventually I was able to get there. But it, and it was awesome seeing the improvement from the first day to the last day at the end of the season. Because from the first day I would give them an exercise and they were a little hesitant at first, but they would do it. And then they definitely struggled. By the end of the season, they could just, because we do the same like few exercises to warm up with. They could just go right into it, no problem. Each week I'd build upon them and they get harder and harder. And by the end, they're doing really difficult exercises. What were some of the improvements you saw in the guys uh, from your teaching when you were watching them play um, club hockey um, this past season or your freshman year? Just a lot of balance and edge control as well as being more efficient on the ice. Is that was something that I really wanted to work on is that they are all very talented players and they each have their unique style. But I wanted to see if there's anything that I could do to try to make them more efficient and more explosive when they play. And I definitely started to see that in their games. And they had a lot of success last year, which was awesome. And do you think being a teacher has made you a better skater because you've had to sort of think about skating differently? Oh, absolutely. I think it has contributed to my overall success by a lot because I've always been like coached and figure skating or told what to do. And yes, I would practice by myself, but this was like the first time that I have had to teach somebody like, it's the first time that I taught my peers and like a large quantity of them and a new, new sport with like hockey. And so it was a great, great learning. Now, getting back to the club hockey side of things, once mm -hmm. you joined the team, what was sort of like the biggest adjustment that you had to make playing club hockey um, outside of the skating aspect? Was it sort of 
was it hard learning how to shoot? Was it sort of hard learning how to be a defender? Uh, just talk a little bit more about that. I'd say both were definitely hard learning how to shoot, learning how to be a defender. Because I, like I said, I grew up skating, so I was able to set my own when it came to skating. I could pick that up fairly quickly, figure out what worked, what didn't work, what adjustments I needed to do with that. But then adding a stick in my hand, that was a whole new ballgame. Because I just had to figure out, like, okay, like, where do I put it so it's not in the way? Or how can I still turn effectively with it in my hands? And then stick handling with a puck was something that I hadn't really done before. And so I had to work on that a lot. And then, like, one of the biggest issues that I found myself having was that I wasn't, like, I was a brand new player, but I had some experience because I could skate. But I, uh, so I was kind of in the middle of two sides. You had the girls I'd been playing and the girls I had never played and never skated before. And then there was me. So I often had like almost like an identity crisis because I would try to keep up with the girls that had been playing because I was seen as having experience but I, because I could skate. But I still lacked a lot of the foundational skills because I had never played before. And so I'd constantly like start to beat myself up about it and be like, oh, like I let a girl get past me playing defense or like, oh, why can't I shoot as good as them? And I feel like I had this pressure that I put on myself to try to be as good as them. And then finally, I was able to take a step back and say, like, yes, I might be able to keep up with them skating-wise, but I am still learning. And it's okay to make mistakes. And that it's okay to keep practicing and getting better. And hopefully one day I will be able to just be seen as that. But there's still a lot of work that needs to go into that. We're talking a little bit more about what it's like playing in club hockey and just the competition that you play uh, this past season. I know you played Auburn for a few mm -hmm. games, and then you also played the Atlanta Junior Thrashers. So mm -hmm. uh, just talk a little about the games that you played and just the competition that you faced this past year. So this year was a little bit unique because we weren't in a league yet. So it was very like we can only play specific teams and there isn't a whole lot of options in our surrounding area without having to travel far distances. That kind of led to UGA and Auburn playing. And we were basically the only team that each other played. And it would kind of be back and forth. Sometimes they would have a really great game. Sometimes we'd have a really great game. But ultimately, it was so much fun because both teams had just started. And so we were both in the same place. And each week you got, or each time we played each other, you got to see the improvements that both teams were making on and off the ice, whether it came to like on a skilled and seeing. As with like the girls that hadn't played before, you could clearly see all of their improvement because they went like our first game. We had girls that could barely skate, barely stand. Everybody was falling left and right. We were working on positioning still and learning the rules. So it was a little bit of what you could describe as a hot mess. And then by the last game, you had girls who had never played before prior to this scoring goals and being in the right position. And we were playing playing as a team. So that was so awesome to see. And then it was also a unique experience to play against the junior thrashers because they're the future of hockey. They could potentially be on our team in the next couple of years or grow and go somewhere else. It was a great challenge to see like what the youth is doing and how we compare to that. 
Yeah, and talk about how you sort of handled those challenges at the beginning because it wasn't just that you had half the team that didn't know how to play hockey, but it was also hard to find practice time as well since mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of rinks um, in your area. So what I was told though is you guys had to do a lot of practices like just on the ground and parking lots around the area. So talk a little bit more about, I guess, the challenges that your team faced and sort of how you navigated those and how you use those challenges to become better players. Yeah, we faced many challenges. And a big one was, how do we keep girls interested without having ice? Or how do we keep them learning without having ice? So we adopted and did everything we could. Like you said, we would go to a parking lot and do stick handling for an hour and just keep working off the ice and improving all of our skills there. Or we do team workouts and trying to build our strength and endurance and our balance so that we could translate that onto the ice. And then when we did have ice, we'd make the most out of it. Everybody was giving like 110% effort because having ice was a rare occurrence for us. Like there'd be times where we wouldn't have ice for a month. Or if we would have ice, we would potentially have it um, at like 11 o'clock at night. And as a college student, that's really hard having practice until like midnight, 1 a.m. And then having to wake up the next morning for an early class or early exam. But I feel like we did a great job with everything that was thrown our way. And I am very thankful for my team and how adaptive they are and how everybody just like went with the flow. And whether we were on ice or off the ice, everybody just tried their hardest and did whatever they could to improve. Now, I recently saw an announcement that Georgia will be joining a division with UTampa, Miami, South Carolina, USF, and Auburn for next season. I just want to ask you how excited are you to see that division um, get made for next year and just how excited you are to see the growth of women's hockey in the South? Oh, I'm beyond excited. It's been awesome to see all of our hard work this year finally pay off and to show that, like, there is girls hockey in the South and that there's so much room for it to grow. And, like, I know with my team, at the end of the day, we love what we're doing, but, we're ha- like, it's not about us. It's about the future impact that we have. And we're providing hockey opportunities for girls in the future, like girls 10 years from now, girls five years from now, girls even a year from now. Like without what we're doing now, they wouldn't even have the opportunity. And I'm also really excited to play other teams other than Auburn. As much as I love playing them, I'm excited to see how like other programs are doing, what is working for them and just have a different like talent levels and different teams and figure out how they play. So it's been yeah. so fun. And to take some nice trips because Miami and Tampa are really nice cities as well. Yes. I don't know how much exploring we'll do. It'll probably be a bunch of us piled into a car, driving, playing our games, and then driving right back. But we should get to see some of the stuff, I guess, even though we yeah. won't be exploring like how you would think you would, you at least get to like sort of see it. Uh, from a small distance in a car. No, that would be fun. I'll have a lot of road trip music, a lot of talking, probably a lot of sleeping. (laughs) How do you figure out the driving schedule? We aren't there yet. We'll we'll figure out when it comes. Because we have a potential schedule. And so we kind of know when. Like, we'll be traveling, and I think we're going to go to Florida sometime in the fall. But we're still figuring out like logistics of it, like where we're going to stay, how we're going to get there. Because hockey is expensive. And so we're trying to figure out the best way to budget and still like have everybody be safe. 
Yeah, I also heard that some people have helped you out too with the jerseys. Like you guys, someone donated like all the jerseys and practice jerseys uh, that you guys wear, which I thought was pretty cool to read about. Mm -hmm. No, we're very grateful for that. And like my jacket that I'm wearing was donated to us. Nice. And our jerseys. And the community has been so great in trying to support us however they can. Well, talk about your improvement that you made to your game. What do you think was the biggest improvement that you made from the beginning of the year to the end of the season? Probably just like my overall confidence on the ice. Because I feel like I was, like I said earlier, I was so stressed about trying to keep up with the girls that had been playing before that I put so much pressure on myself that I would critique every move I'd make. I'd be like, oh, like that wasn't good enough or how did I let that happen? And I would often make the same mistake after mistake after mistake, like over and over and over again. And eventually as I learned more, as I practiced more, as I became more comfortable, stopped toe pushing as much, I was really able to see myself make those improvements. In our last game, I ended up having my first ever goal and it was unassisted. So that was really cool. Congratulations. So you get to keep Thank the puck? You. Oh, I do. Nice. Where is it now? It's in my room. I live in a sorority house. So I put it there and I walked back with it and showed my roommates. And they kind of looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, no, my puck with tape around it is really cool. Yeah. Are you going to keep that in your room back home? Uh, just so it's something that, to, I guess, remind you of Georgia when you're there? I think I'm going to leave it here. But... Oh, wow. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't <laughs> get lost. I know. Fingers crossed. I mean, I don't think anybody will want to take a puck with tape on it, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, that's the thing. So that's what maybe just me. I'm very overprotective of certain <laughs> things because I just don't want to get lost because I'm very organized and OCD like that. Mm -hmm. But I, don't know. I feel like, like I'm the same way, but I also feel like I'm going back home for the summer, but I'm putting a lot of my stuff in storage. And I feel like just bringing something like a puck back and forth is a little bit unnecessary especially when I love to like have it in my room next year to remind me of like where it started and how it's growing but. well what are your team's goals and expectations for next season obviously this season was sort of just establishing yourself mm -hmm. um teaching some of your players uh, what it's like playing hockey and I feel like you guys definitely did that by the improvements that you made from the beginning of the season to the end of the season but now since you guys are going to be in division next year what are some of your goals and expectations for that season we haven't fully talked about them as a team, but I feel like in my opinion, there's two main goals. There's the hockey side of things, or just to be the best we can be, hopefully be competitive with all these teams. I'd love another win against Auburn. And ultimately, like, play as a team, keep having each player make individual progress, is getting better, learning more about the sport. And then there's the other side of things, where we'd love to just grow the game, grow awareness, try to be a more established program help out in the community whenever we can. We're currently working on a mentorship program with the Lady Thrashers and we're excited to see how that grows, but just ultimately like growing sport, growing the game. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some <laughs> non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. So doing research on yourself, one fun fact about you is that you have done a TED talk when you were younger. So I just want to ask um, how did that come about and what was your TED talk about? So at my high school, there was an opportunity to give a TEDx youth talk. So it's just an event independently run from TED. And my committee runs it almost every year. And I thought that was really interesting. 
but I was a little bit concerned because I wasn't sure if I had anything worth sharing. This TED's all about like an idea worth sharing, but then I thought about it and I wanted to share my experience with going through a really negative state of mind because with figure skating, I had a lot of ups and downs and a lot of figure skating is very mental. And I had a little, a few unfortunate experiences where I started to begin develop this voice in my head that would always be negative and say, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Like we're scared at the ring. But then with some coaching and some help from sports psychologists and medical professionals, and just practicing on my own, I was able to turn that into positive thinking and apply it to my everyday. So in my TED Talk, I told that story and also encouraged other like athletes, like the youth, parents, anybody just to like keep positive, have self positive self to keep positive, have positive self-talk and to just, you know, spread kindness. That's awesome. Do you ever uh, watch it back uh, again? Or is it one of those things that you're, I don't like hearing the sound of my voice? Yeah. So that's why after I edit these podcasts, I never listen to them again. So <laughs> I'm assuming it's some, it might be the same way for you. I was going to say, how do you do podcasts and edit them without listening to your voice? No, it, mine is the exact same way. And I don't like go around advertising when I have a TED Talk. And one time, like somebody will find out about it. And then all of my friends will know and then they'll ask to see it. Or in my sorority house, they put it on a big screen for a lot of the girls in the house to see. And it's always so interesting. But at this point, I still remember it word for word. So I'll like recite it with it and just kind of like, like laugh at it a little bit. Yeah, no, I don't know if I could ever do a TED Talk. It just like the way it's set up where it's like all on you, like there's no, no other background and stuff. Like yeah. that's a little nerve wracking for me. Oh, I loved it. It was such an amazing experience. I learned so much from it. It was great being able to share my story and like challenge myself to figure out like my thoughts and put them in your words and hopefully like share them and have somebody be impacted or benefit from what I was talking about and tell me like how to talk in front of a crowd and just many life skills. And like to this day, I still wish that I had another chance to like go on and elaborate and like share what else I've learned from it. Especially with the hockey side of things now with this yeah. season. Yes. No, no. It's at least something like I still struggle with from day to day. Like I'll have some negative thoughts here and there, but ultimately I'm so much better now. I just like thinking positively, like going with the punches that are thrown at me and just like adjusting and adapting and like keeping a positive mindset. Now, what music do you like to listen to? Ooh, I'm a big rock and roll, rock and roll girl. So that's what my parents grew up listening to. And so then they played it for all my brother and I, and then it just kind of stuck with me ever since. What's like your favorite band? Like, or at least just a few favorite bands that you listen to? Ooh, I listen to like all the classics, but I mean, this is, this answer is a little bit like cheesy, but I, I love Queen so mm -hmm. much like I know so many Queen songs and like the Beatles Nirvana and Hot Chili Peppers Police Pink Floyd, like all of that yeah I like you too that's probably my favorite yeah. rock band now they're also good too now what would the perfect day look like for you Ooh, probably just skiing in the Alps of France I had the opportunity to go there a couple of years ago and it was just so much fun snow for days being in france great food great company 
If you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Anyone in the world? Probably Wayne Gretzky, because it'd just be really cool to sit down, talk with him, learn about his experience, just pick his brain. Well, I saw that Anson Carter, who works on TNT, wore the Georgia jersey, and obviously Wayne Gretzky works for TNT, so maybe you could figure out a way to make that actually happen. I know. <laughs> I did the same thing with Anson, that I was so grateful for him because he stayed and came to one of our games and stayed afterward, and I had the opportunity to talk to him, and it was so encouraging just to hear from him and like see what he had to share with us, especially like a new player, and it was so awesome. And then he invited us to go watch the Atlanta Gladiators with him. That was cool. Did you get to do that? I did. There was Star Wars night, and so there was a bunch of Star Wars characters everywhere. And then we got to go up to his box and watch it with, with his family up there, and that was really cool. That's awesome. Well, I think he's a great analyst. Obviously, he did play college hockey, so we should try yes. to get him on the podcast at some point. But You should. Um, but uh, no, he's uh, good to hear that he's also a good person off the ice, too. <laughs> Very much so. Now, one thing I want to ask you is, so being from up north, obviously we don't know too much about what it's like playing in the SEC, going to an SEC school. So just talk about the SEC culture and what it's like um, at Georgia, because obviously the football team is really cool. Uh, I love the bulldog that you guys actually have at the games. <laughs> Uga, I think he's the best. And then it's no obviously... longer Uga, it's Boom now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right, I just I got... switched a few weeks ago. I did not know that, so... And then I think Stetson Bennett seems like a cool guy just because he's went through a yeah. lot of adversity just to be his quarterback at Georgia and mm-hmm. win like two national championships. I just want to sort of ask you what that's all like. Oh, it's awesome. It's very different from where I grew up and what I've known, but it's been so fun to be in a different environment. And like the cool thing about Georgia is there's so much bulldog pride. Like anywhere you go, some if you're wearing like a Georgia merch, like somebody will say gold dogs or just – there's so many alumni that are like, how can I help? How can I get involved? How can I support your career? And so I love it. Uh, so uh, who on the Georgia women's hockey team has the best style besides yourself? I think you have the best style on the team, but who would you say, um, who else has the best style on the team? Ooh, I feel like that is such a tough question because most of the time I see my teammates either wearing their team merchandise or just in athletic gear or even their hockey gear. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'd probably have to go with like my Kearney or Claire DeVito. They have some great off the ice style. They always look put together. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Ooh. I've read a lot about all the Georgia players going to the Eagles and that the debate on whether or not the Eagles should change their name or if they're like the Northeast campus for Georgia. And so that's been really interesting to read about. I'm excited to now be an Eagles fan. Yeah, I'm a big Patriots fan, so unfortunately I cannot ju- oh. jump on that bandwagon. But, you know, I had my fun when I was a kid, and Tom Brady will always be my favorite um, football player of all time. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess the most interesting thing that I saw was probably just NHL playoff stuff. Like, I thought it was interesting that the Panthers won again. They've won, like, four straight road playoff games. So mm-hmm. we could theoretically get a crack in – Panther Stanley Cup final, which I bet you I no one predicted um, at the beginning of the season. It's definitely not in my bracket. And it's been really cool to see the Kraken win because I have a close friend that helps work for them. So oh, that's excited. awesome. I'm excited on her behalf. Just going to live vicariously through her. 
That's good. That's good. That'll be pretty cool to see them win a Stanley Cup in their second second season in, as a, in existence. That's that's yeah. Only in the NHL that could happen. I feel like that's very true. Now, getting back to some hockey questions. Now, uh, for all the younger people that are listening to this podcast, what advice would you give them on what it takes to have a career, not just in club hockey, but just hockey in general? I say just don't be afraid to start. Just get out on the ice and. Like, I know having access to it can be hard, but there's always somebody somewhere wanting to help you. And ultimately, like, we just want to grow the game, grow the sport. It's awesome. Come play. You'll love and, it. And then also one of your goals of your team is to uh, help grow women's hockey, especially down south. But what do you think should be done to help grow the sport of women's hockey from your perspective? Just more teams, more awareness, more opportunities, more programs. Like, um, the in January, um, Auburn and Georgia came together and we hosted a tri hockey for free in Columbus, Georgia, and it was for only female participants. And we had we had sixty two girls come and try, and that was amazing to see how much like potential and opportunities that there could be. And so just more more like that. And like I know I was talking with my teammate. And then one of my best friends from home, I both shared similar stories that there just aren't opportunities for girls to play, especially by the time they get to high school, because they have to make the choice of, oh, do I join the high school team? Or like if there's a high school team and join like on a men's team, or do I try to find a women's team, which could be three states away, which could be the closest one. And like, ideally, um, playing in high school teams seems great, but when you have like the girls, or, like a young girl playing with guys in its contact, there could be some issues with that and just like like the team aspect and overall. And then, but there's also issues with like not having the opportunities close by and having to travel. And I think my one friend, she was on a team in like four different states and we just constantly traveled just so she could play hockey because she loved it that much. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. We got to try to get hockey to be in everywhere in the U S not just in certain spots. So I feel like that's going to continue to grow, especially what we, with what your guys are doing, um, growing women's hockey in the South and having all those different schools be a part of that division. And I know as the years progress, so there'll be more teams added to that, which I think will be exciting to see um, that get better and that grow as well. No, I'm so excited to see how it would grow. Well, do you have any shout outs you want to give uh, to any of your family members, friends, sorority members, uh, uh, figure skating friends? Uh, feel free to do that now. Say so my first shout out is to Georgia or the Georgia Women's Hockey Club president, Hannah Knight. Like, thank you for everything that you've done. We wouldn't be here without you. And I'm so excited for you to watch this program grow and to play alongside you for another year. And then my other shout out is to Ella Pearl out at Boulder. Like, thank you for nagging me all these years to try to come play hockey and getting me on the ice and showing me like how awesome it could be and just being my biggest cheerleader. Who should we have on the podcast next? I feel like we got to have her on now. Ella. Oh, yes. <laughs> Please have Elle. Like, Ella Pearl is a girl. She plays at Boulder. She's really involved with her team. It's great to talk to. 
Awesome. We'll definitely reach out and see what happens. But uh, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Haley. It really means a lot to myself. I really, really enjoyed talking with you today and getting to know you a little bit more. And I wish you all the best uh, for next season. I know you're going to do great and score a few more goals and add a few more pucks <laughs> to your collection. But uh, I wish you nothing but the best and your team nothing but the best as you guys continue to do great things um, down south. Thank you so much for having me. It was great talking to you, talking about my team, talking about women's hockey. It's awesome. <laughs>